0: many hard questions that Christians ask that are not clearly answered in scripture. Among the hardest of those questions is what happens when a baby dies? Mm. What happens when a miscarriage occurs? Mm -hmm. Do babies go to heaven? Do they never exist? When is a soul placed in the body of an infant? At conception? At birth? somewhere in between are there are there baby souls
1: stop it dan you're making me nervous there there's too many seeds? questions i'm so glad you're answering this question yes yes this is why
0: <laughs> <laughs> i told you before we went we, we went live here that uh, I had it's lots of. like, I'm of interviewing ex- you, yes, because I got <laughs> lots of questions. So, and you know, sometimes we we do we can give the standard answers. You and I both have. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, this is a little bit of a personal question because my wife and I had three miscarriages. Mm. But um, you know, in in the process of of. Of working through grief, working through loss and disappointment when it comes to the loss of a child or a baby. These questions are very real and very powerful. So my name is Dan and this is Ben. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship in suburban Charlotte, North Carolina, and this is Life Talks. And we're taking a series now on tough questions that are sometimes asked about issues of faith and God and scripture. So Ben, what happens when babies die?
1: Hmm. Well, I, you know, I think this has been one of those, I mean, as long as I've been alive and gone to church, I've heard a form of this kind of question. And, you know, there's a lot of different um, nuances to this question. Uh, and I think you shared it, you know, a very personal reality in your life with you and Julie. And I, I think I, I, it's really hard when we have to answer a, a black and white, you know, we're looking for a black and white answer to a very emotional reality. Yeah. And so, I think whenever we're having these conversations we we have to be very um compassionate and very kind and um understand that uh just because you might believe differently than than other people doesn't mean that that th- this is a very difficult topic, and I wish there was a very clear verse in mm-hmm. scripture that I know that probably one of the only ones that um people refer to. Is when David loses his child and says, I'm going to go to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in second, that's in 2nd Samuel chapter 12. And as much as you know, that's probably the closest thing we have, um, I'm not sure if we have it, if that's a if that's a rock solid, airtight, you know, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, definite, like we definitely know. Now some people say yes, I they they hold that in in their conviction, and I'd say, great, but Dan, I want to back up a little bit and I want us to just kind of keep the big picture in view before we get, because I think there's like five major views of what happens to children and before they die, infants, children, or, the, you know, even before they're born. Um, the first one is this, is that the character of God we know is concrete. So God is compassionate and kind and um you know we read we've read Exodus chapter 34 many times that God's going to do what is right he is righteous he is holy he is good and the bible makes very clear those things and we we have seen him in his there are many acts that he has put on display to show that kind of reality of who he is his holiness his righteousness his goodness his power his his um his compassion um whether it was you know from the creation of the world to the exodus to the um Uh, even to, to the incarnation of Jesus, to the, to the death and sacrifice and resurrection of Jesus, God has fully given us complete reason to trust him. Okay. So that's, let's remember that. The second thing I would say is, um, God is not obligated to save anyone. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think about that? Like, it's not like we should come in here with, you know, pounding our fists on the table. God, you better. I mean, Mm -hmm. God is God, and He doesn't even have to save you or I. Like, there's no, except for what He promises. If He makes a, a claim, this is what I'm going to do. He's going to do it. But there's no obligation on God's account to to say, "Well, He better do this or else," mm-hmm. because He's God. So, with with that in mind, um, I what I what I would say is answering this question is because there is not a really strong, concrete verse, you're left with a lot of different interpretations Mm -hmm. and some conjecture when it comes to these things. So I'm going to lay out for you the five major viewpoints, and you tell me what you think you are. All right. And I'll tell you what I think I am, and uh, we'll have a vote. (laughs) (laughs) Because we know that will be
0: the final. (laughs) That's what it's going to be.
1: All right. So you ready for the five views? I'm ready. Number one, only infants that are baptized only baptized infants. So that means uh, the the people that you know the the religious or I would say the Christian view uh, groups that believe in this Catholic, Orthodox, some Anglican or Episcopalian, but they would they would hold to this is why we baptize infants because they believe in their sacramental system of salvation that um, that baptism washes away original sin, and so that's why it's so important to get that child baptized. You know. If, people that don't grow up in the Catholic church don't understand, like, what's the big deal? Well, it's a really big deal because in their seven steps process of becoming a quote-unquote, you know, uh, true believer, being being able to be saved, you have to get this done. And so um, there are some, you know, especially Catholics, Orthodox, like I said, that would hold to, it's only if you've been baptized as an infant, if they die, they're safe, hmm. okay? And again, that's... That's not rooted a lot in scripture. I mean, I think we've talked about why do why do people baptize infants. It comes it goes back to there's a lot of reasons. You have the sacramental system, which is found in Catholicism and Orthodoxy, um, or the Orthodox Church. But um, there's why do some Presbyterians do it? Why some Reform? Yeah, they would have it? the covenant. They they have a viewpoint that it's a just like circumcision was, you know, the sign of the covenant for the Old Testament, the Abrahamic covenant the Mosaic covenant, Um, what we have, I'm sorry, just the Abrahamic covenant, what we have today in the new covenant with Christ, we have baptism. And so we will baptize our children just like they would circumcise their children. So Mm -hmm. that's that's a little different, but there's that many people believe that, okay? That's number one. Number two, um, only infants that are elect. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is a very strong, um, I would say, hyper-Calvinist or, or hyper-reformed view of, uh, of, the, of, this, of this perspective, this belief. What they would say is if you're part of the covenant community of God, if you're part of the elect, if your children die you can be assured, and and there are many. I think it was like the Council of Dort and the Westminster Confession mentioned something like this. And if you're, which to most Reformed people, that's kind of like it's almost like the 67th book of the Bible. So <laughs> 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 they, they 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 hold that in high regard. So if
0: you if you hold to this position, you don't really know. You won't know until you're in heaven because you don't know who the elect are. Correct.
1: Well, I mean, if you're a Reformed person, you believe that you're elect if you've if you've placed your faith in.
0: Yeah, but they wouldn't know whether the child was...
1: No, allowed. no, no, no. They, no, they would say, if you're a part of the covenant community, your protection of your holiness protects them. Oh, so, so elections like
0: transferable.
1: Elections transferable. Yeah, that okay. makes it even more interesting. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying, again, this yeah, so is just, just what they hold on they're to, views. okay? So if you have two covenants, if you have two parents who are a part of the covenant of Christ, a covenant of grace, then your children, if they die, they're Okay. Okay so and I don't know at what point they feel like I mean there's always this nebulous age of accountability. Yeah, that was another right? question i was going to ask you later. So. Yeah, I mean we have but, the age of accountability, we have total depravity. There's there's a lot of other Age of
0: accountability is not a phrase found in scripture.
1: No, it is not. It is it has come up it is basically I don't know if it's theologians or philosophers what's that point by which
0: one is accountable One her? is accountable
1: and they and they take some verse I think it's an Isaiah where where um, it mentions that someone's young enough where they don't understand right from wrong, and so they are good, knowing good from evil, so they they take little scriptures here and there. They there's also a passage in in First or yeah First Corinthians seven when it's talking about spouses that are married to unbelievers, and yet their children are considered holy because of the one parent who's a believer. So they they take some of these ideas and they kind of. Puzzle it all together and, and come up with their own ideas. So, the elect infants only. Um, the third perspective is that all children that die with, before having the, the opportunity to express faith in Christ, they go to a place called limbo. Now, this is what this is, at, limbo is actually a theological concept that was created in the medieval times by the Catholic Church.
0: Did not know this Did one. you know that? Did not know it.
1: So limbo is not heaven. It's not hell. It's
0: not purgatory.
1: It's not purgatory. It's just a place where it's not bad, but it's not great. And that's where your children go. Okay. Uh, again, where did this come from? I don't know. Some people just along the way said, hey, we, we've got to hold on to our, it's only those who are who put, put their faith. And if they've never been a chance to have faith, what does God do with that? Well, maybe he has a, Maybe as a separate place for those for those for those human beings. Kind of a parking lot of sorts. It's a parking lot or I, I don't even know. I haven't really studied limbo, like what the exact but now when you know that phrase I'm stuck in limbo, like it comes from an actual theological term where that they originated this the This is
0: why the one of the wonderful things about life talk is that you can <laughs> always learn something new. <laughs> um
1: the Another. I'm sorry. There are six views, not 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 five.
0: Oh, I've already written five. So I mean, I'm sorry. This,
1: this, just change the, no, You've I'm done it before to, on your I'm checkbook. Change the six. five to a six. <laughs> there we go. You've done that before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> you can you can turn a five to six really easily on right. a check. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll add six here. All right. Okay. the uh, the The fourth one is only those who God foreknows. So there are some people that believe. The children that die or the infants that die before having the opportunity to express their faith in Christ, in God's foreknowledge, he knows with his middle knowledge and his foreknowledge what would have happened to that child if they had had the opportunity. Okay? So, again, this is more taking pieces of scripture of what we already do know about God and applying it to a situation where there's no real Bible verses. Yeah.
0: So it's foreknowledge without election.
1: Foreknowledge without election. Yeah. So there's there's an idea of this God just knows what they would have done. And because based on what they would have done, then he allows them into heaven. Okay. So that's I mean, that's another I've option. Heard, I've heard that I one. I heard before. that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, another option, number five, is that at the moment of death, every infant will have complete consciousness of in the opportunity standing before God to make a choice. I want you or I don't want you.
0: Whoa, where did this one come from? Uh, I have This is
1: brand new to me. No, that there's... This yeah. is this... Again... Like, like, who
0: would who would be people that would believe this?
1: I don't know if they're... I, I do don't they have know a, specific tribes, but I just do know they have this a, is do a... Do a, they
0: have a biblical uh, foundation at all for it or a reference? I think of, what they try the to do is... I,
1: I think what... Here's the, you got these concrete, I think that the problem, Dan, is you have these concrete, you know, unmovable doctrinal statements in scripture Mm -hmm. that unless, you know, we're not, we're not redeemed apart from faith. We have to express faith to, so is faith a requirement for salvation? Okay. Mm. The Bible teaches that it is. And so when people are saying, well, how can someone, how can God allow someone in heaven that does not express faith. And so I think what they, how they try to, because they want, they want to believe that their children or infants go to heaven so that there's some reality of, uh, God gives them an opportunity post life. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, It seems to be scripture that, I mean, for instance, the, the the idea that no man comes to the father except they first be drawn by him. Right. So that that seems to me to fly in the yeah. face of but
1: you know anyway. Okay. Okay, so that's number 5. Number okay. number 6, all children. All children go to heaven. You know, and that's the I what I would call the universal uh the universal view um that that if you are if you die before the age of accountability that God and His grace and His mercy allows that child to automatically be in, pr- in His presence. So, those are the six options, Dan. What do you think? Well, before before I before I, I before you answer, are there any questions that you have?
0: Well, I mean, we don't have enough time to be able to go through and analyze each of these <laughs> in Scripture. I I think probably most people who are listening to this podcast are making arguments in their head one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. And and I think one of the things you know, and again, someone for whom this has been a personal, you know, for, for us, it's been 35 years mm-hmm. since we've lost, you know, lost mm-hmm. our babies. So there is enough, uh, time that has passed. Mm-hmm. The grief is diminished to the point where we can, or at least I, am not going to speak for my wife because I don't know, we not talked about this, but I can tend to be more objective about it mm-hmm. than, than I probably would have in the throes of, right. of my grief. Right. But, but the reality for me is, I don't know. Yeah. And the older I have gotten and the more mature I've gotten in my faith, the more I have had to trust my solid belief in what you started at the beginning is God is always good. Mm-hmm. God is always just. Yeah. God always makes the right decision. Yeah. yeah. God is always motivated by love. Mm. And so if I don't know the answer, I do know God and because i know god i can trust him with the answer i don't know yeah yeah i like to think the idea that you know i'm going to wake up um in in heaven and and see a couple of blonde-haired blue-eyed <laughs> girls in a in a, yeah. in a poor unfortunate soul yeah. that looks like me maybe <laughs> but but i don't know that yeah and i can't know that yeah but i can know the goodness of god that's right and in that i know that if they they didn't have a soul mm-hmm. if they aren't there mm-hmm. that I can still trust yeah. in the goodness of God yeah
1: I don't I don't think we're gonna go to heaven and be disappointed. Right. Like I, I I think that our minds at that point will be able to comprehend things apart from our own yeah. flawed emotions right. and fallen nature. It will
0: at least make sense.
1: To yes, a hundred percent. So I mean,
0: so that's kind of my view in you know in my the, from a theological perspective. I do love leaning into the story of David. Yeah. I love the fact that mm-hmm. before we were even n- knit in our mother's womb, we were known by God. I I bel- you know I believe. The scriptures are true. Um, I just don't know how they apply yeah. in every set- so, setting.
1: So I just want to have, this is just a conversation between you and me. No one else is listening. Okay. Okay. Just just, <laughs> just between two pastors here. Everybody, um, everybody turned around. I have them. heard, uh, tell me what you think about this. I've heard other teachers of pastors, people that train and teach pastors say, you better give your people a definite answer on this, yeah. or else you are not serving them well. Yeah what 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 are your thoughts on that? Because to me, I lean towards one of these, but I can't. Like, I, it's hard for me to say. Thus says the Lord. Yeah,
0: that would flat out violate my conscience. See that I that's where I, that. that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, because uh, first of all, I think it's incredibly dangerous and presumptuous to to speak for God where God has not spoken for Himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, There's things in Scripture that are absolutely crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Obviously, God wanted us to be very confident and sure mm-hmm. in his will and yeah. direction in those. There are other things for a variety of reasons, including eschatology, that yeah. he, has, he has decided to cloak in mystery, yeah. at which point we are faced with a decision on whether or not we're going to trust God. Yeah and if you're going to trust God you got to ask yourself why do i trust God and if you don't trust God you got to ask yourself why i don't trust God that's right that's an important part of our spiritual journey mm. and i think one of the reasons why God doesn't give us all knowledge yeah because he he knows that we need to trust him above all else yeah so so in those moments um you know, I I may do like what you did. I wouldn't give all six of these because I don't believe <laughs> some of them are just, I believe some of them are ridiculous. But I, w- I, would, I would probably say, and I have said, I mean, I'm, this isn't, a, you know, a theoretical situation. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, here's what the Bible says. Many people believe this. Mm-hmm. And and at that moment, they're looking to cling to any kind Something. of hope they can. Yeah. And often they'll latch to that. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah,
1: I, it, it, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I do, in full honesty... The whole David passage mm-hmm. could be used now this is just I'm just trying to think of this objectively the David passage in second Samuel 12 could be used to back up the baptized infants only perspective because again, it's saying I'm sure this child was was circumcised right you know or it was it was but under did
0: it, did it live eight days I don't think it did
1: i I don't know, but it was no it must have been because because Nathan didn't come to him until much later right I, don't I think know the child was mind. born at that point anyways we don't really know but my, my point is people always use all infants go to heaven from this from the second Samuel 12 passage but to me you could use that that's no guarantee that all children because David was part of the covenant community you could say well it's only elect children you know you know what I'm saying like I'm just you got to be honest and not claim that that, that verse is not saying what you want it to say don't read into what you want it to say because it could be used to back up other perspectives of Mm -hmm. this so uh okay so we got a we got a less about a minute left where where do you where do you land i already told you you're like not sure yeah okay i'm not here's what i would say i probably fall the two options to me that are probably the most um the most likely are the the foreknowledge view and the all-infant view. I think those are the two options that that probably
0: So I'm going to shock you on on the oh. ones that I think are the most. Okay. I, I would agree with the 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 foreknowledge. Yeah. Uh, because I generally lean into middle knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um but to me that also seems to parallel with the second point which was only the elect. Okay. Because if in God's foreknowledge, He had elected them mm-hmm. than than they would yeah. be. So that yeah. even though I'm not a five point Calvinist, right? So no, you're not. I'm not. <laughs> Which a lot of people have yeah. mentioned to me do in you, the recent days you, because of our, one of our yes, podcasts. Yes,
1: <laughs> Do you think that the all infants view is is a is an option that that you're comfortable with?
0: Um, you, you know, a, a lot of friends of my theological branch believe that. Um, You know, I I personally think Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins in their (laughs) novels Left Behind, where all the babies were raptured, (laughs) I think that's absurd. I do, I don't think there's anything in Scripture that supports that. Um, But, um, you know, and and a lot of times our positions become a defense of what kind of God— would. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's
1: why I go all, God is not obligated yeah. to do what you want yeah. or what you think your sense and of justice or mercy or grace or goodness is. This may be is. a podcast I think we should explore. Yeah.
0: I, I think there's way too much in Christianity, but particularly in humanity in general, that demands that God meet our expectations. Yeah. We got that question backwards. <laughs> there, are, Even if we disagree with God, even if we Think that that makes God a meanie yeah. or a genocidal maniac? Yeah. It's because we don't have all the information. We're not in a position to ever judge God or His motives. Mm. If God is sovereign, if mm. we claim Him to be sovereign, which mm. we do, yeah. then our our response ought not be to demand that God meet our expectations or answer our questions, mm. but rather ask God for insight into why He functions the way that He That's does, right. and in. Lack of information. Trust him still. Amen. So love it. Wow. We're done. All right. <laughs> Time is up. That, I mean, I and I I hope that our listeners understand when we, you, and I wrestle through these. Yeah, yeah. Because on us is a responsibility to comfort people that look right. to us for leadership, uh, to provide answers and, mm. and so forth. And I hope they can sense that we wrestle with these too. Absolutely, wrestling is okay.
1: It's, yeah, there's, it's a good thing to say, I need to, I need to dig into this a little yeah. bit deeper. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So and that's what we do. And, and again, the other thing too is we, we do not have a special line to God that is mm. not available to everybody else. Yeah. Search the scriptures, ask the Holy Spirit for clarity, pray, think, study, but always do so with a theologically sound approach. Mm to the hermeneutics of understanding God in Scripture. That's right. And in doing so, I believe that God will give you the information that you require mm-hmm. and that you need. Well, it's always good, Ben, to hear your thoughts on on these kind of hard topics. I, I learn a lot, and I know our listeners do as well. And if you are listening, we hope that you'll share with us any questions that you might have. You can do that by writing us at lifetalks at lifecharlotte.com. Please share us on your social media and tell others about us so that they can join in and listen to us as well. And until next time, thank you, for as always, for joining us at
1: life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of life fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.